This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, as always, Dr. Andy Johnson. The topic of today's podcast is data-resistant belief systems, COVID vaccine, and the 2020 election. Now, I ask unto you, how is it possible that so many people believe that Donald Trump won the 2020 presidential election? How is it humanly possible? How is it possible that some still believe that getting vaccinated for COVID-19 is a bad thing? After all the information published, all the data available, how is it possible that there are people walking about who fervently believe such things? And I'm not talking about just a few. Sadly, I'm talking about a whole bunch of people. This is the first in a series of podcasts, looking at how it is that people can come to believe things that are so unbelievable. Today's podcast, we are looking at a neurological explanation for ridiculous beliefs. Now, let me explain. Most of what we call thinking and learning occurs in the cerebrum, specifically the cerebral cortex, where there are billions of brain cells called neurons. Each neuron is like a mini-computer that transmits and receives electrical chemical signals in the form of nerve impulses. Each neuron can send up to 50,000 messages per minute. Now you multiply this by the 100 to 200 billion neurons in our brains and you begin to understand the power of this human brain computing device. So from a neurological perspective, learning of any kind is a matter of creating neural networks and strengthening neural pathways. When stimuli in the external world are perceived, relevant sense organs send signals to various parts of the brain where neurons are stimulated. Once stimulated, a signal in the form of an electrical impulse is sent down a long fiber of the individual neuron called an axon. At the end of the axon, there's a gap that separates the neurons called a synapse. Here, the electrical impulse triggers a chemical release, a neurotransmitter that crosses the gap. The neurotransmissions are received on the other side of the gap by neuroreceptors, found at the end of shorter branching fibers of another neuron called a dendrite. The dendrite brings the signal up to the neuron. The signal then continues its journey down the axon to the next neuron and beyond. Stimulated neurons automatically send and receive messages to and from all the surrounding or related neurons. As new neurons become linked up, neural pathways are created, existing pathways are strengthened, and more sophisticated webs or neural networks are formed. These neural networks facilitate the processing of new and related information. In other words, new learning and new experiences create new and more expansive neural networks making it easier to make connections 
with other new and related information and experiences. These neural networks represent the information in the head that's used to make sense of new information. Thus, learning begets more learning. The more we learn, the easier it becomes to learn more. Now, we create our own reality. Let me explain. At birth, billions of neurons exist in our brain like a gigantic dot-to-dot -dot picture. But for the most part, the dots are not connected, and there's no preconceived pictures. As we begin receiving various stimuli from the physical environment, neurons fire and become connected with other neurons to form interconnected and intercommunicating neural networks. The dots begin to connect and form our ever-evolving picture of reality. As stated earlier, these neural networks help us to perceive and process new information from the world around us. Thus, how we interpret and perceive reality is determined by our past experiences. Since each person's neural networks are unique to that person and his or her experiences, each person has a slightly different picture of reality. <clears throat> this means that there can be no such thing as a completely objective view of reality, since even the most objective accounts of data are still subjected to a very subjective interpretation. Now, as we act upon the world, the world in turn acts upon us in the form of new neural pathways and neural networks. In this way, learning actually changes the physical structure of the brain as new neural networks are formed. The term for this is neuroplasticity. It refers to the brain's ability to organize and reorganize itself by forming new neural connections throughout one's life. Right now, you're listening to me. Now, you most likely have had some exposure to information related to neurons and brains. These related neural networks are sending mild electrochemical impulses back and forth in your brain. As you pick up new bits of information from this podcast, these networks connect with other neurons and expand. The dot-to-dot -dot picture grows with more lines connecting to more dots. And as you see how one thing is associated with another, connections between other neural networks are formed. And as you continue to visit this network with new and related bits of information, the pathways between neurons become wider as more neurons are connected into the network. And as you're striving to make sense of this podcast, connecting new information to known information, and incorporating your own experiences, your brain is changing. This change will make comprehending a little bit easier the next time you read something about learning and the brain. Now let's look at the two-way flow of information. As data is taken in from the eyes and ears, it moves to the relay station in the brain called the thalamus. 
the thalamus receives and initially processes sense data before they move to the cortex. The cortex is the part of the brain responsible for higher level thinking and memory. However, information does not flow just one way from the senses to the thalamus up to the cortex. That's bottom up. Brain imaging research shows that as we perceive and process data taken in by the various senses, information flows from the cortex down to the thalamus top down, as well as from the thalamus up to the cortex. In fact, there is almost 10 times more information flowing down from the cortex to the thalamus than up from the thalamus to the cortex. This top-down flow of information is used to enable us to interpret and come to understand reality. In order for your brain to function efficiently, data contained in our neural networks are used to reach out and make predictions about what we're about to perceive or experience or encounter. Sense data is then used to confirm, revise, or deconstruct these predictions and construct our current view of reality. Now, from an evolutionary point of view, our brain's ability to make predictions based on partial data was important. For example, when a person saw a large dark shape moving in the woods and heard a growl, that person did not need to get all the perceptual information to realize it was a bear and that he or she needed to run. Instead, the fight or flight mechanism kicked in. However, in our modern world, this does not always serve us well. The top-down flow of information can lead to what's called confirmation bias. That's when you believe something to be true and your brain only perceives that data which confirms your preconceived ideas. So, back to stuff. Based on their extensive neural networks, many started to believe that the 2020 election was stolen, that there was massive fraud, and that COVID vaccines are bad. Even though there is overwhelming evidence overwhelming, showing that both of these assertions are wrong, some people are able to perceive only that data which confirms their preconceived beliefs. In other words, they are not able to perceive. They can only perceive and assimilate information that can be incorporated into their well-established neural networks that reflects their neural networks. This is the current reiteration of flat earthers or birthers. This makes their networks increasingly inflexible and data resistant. When you believe, when you perceive only that which you believe to be true, your neural network becomes increasingly inflexible and data resistant. Data resistant neural networks are not a good thing. They prevent one from evolving and they create a perceptual people that creates a distorted view of reality. Now I realize that for some who believe such silly, silly things, there's absolutely nothing that could be said or done to change their mind. 
There's no amount of hard data in the world that would convince them that there wasn't massive voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election and that taking the COVID vaccine is worse than not taking it. However, my goal is not to change these people's minds. My goal here is to help you understand that you can't change their minds. Tangled neural networks built up over years will not be untangled or changed by mere data. They have become data resistant. So why waste time and energy arguing? Let's instead focus on those who are data receptive. After all, there are plenty of data, real data, not anecdotal data or somebody who said something or people are saying that. There is plenty of data to show that there simply was not massive election fraud in 2020 and that the COVID vaccine is much safer and much more effective than not getting the vaccine at all. This has been the Reading Instruction Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson.